At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. This episode is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. Night Racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Okay, Ash, like, you know those thoughts that get in your mind and you just, like, can't stop thinking about it because you can't understand? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. I found a fact that okay. blew my mind. Okay. Firefighters use a wetting agent to make water wetter. I don't even, I don't, I don't even. You really hit those T's there. Wetter. Wetter. How do you make water wetter? More wet. How? I have no idea. Bro, when I tell you how much time I've spent thinking about this. Is it some kind of like chemical that goes in? An agent. Some kind of It's an agent. It's like, I'll never be the same. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. That's all I got Fun facts with Taryn, guys. (laughs) It's never a dull moment in Taryn's mind. I feel like it's funny because when I do share something... Most of the time, people look at me and are just like, wow. Wow. That's what it's like. Wow. I'm like, you That's don't even know. That's how you spend your day? I only share that? the thoughts that I'm like, I think so. people will still want to be my friend if they know this about me. So. <laughs> Got if it. If only. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And uh, this is the podcast where we advise you guys on what to do. If we were in your shoes. Just what to do. <laughs> What we would do. What we would do. That's a good way to, like, we're telling you what to do by saying what we would do, but that covers us because we're not technically telling you what to do. (laughs) We would never technically tell you what to do. (laughs) Don't sue us. We know better than to do that. We do. We do. We do. How are you, Taryn? I'm good. I I love episodes when we record when like I haven't seen you all day because I'm genuinely like, hey, I'm all like, hey, Taryn, I missed you. Taryn, guys, for those of you that don't know, Taryn has like a a real job. Uh, (laughs) Aside from the podcasting, um, you know, unless we like take off one day and we're famous and she can do this full time. Make us famous. We're really going to put that on you guys here. So stop what you're doing. Share this episode to friends, to family, to whoever. Uh, So Taryn... (laughs) can quit her job and work here full time. Just kidding. If my boss is listening, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is fully coming from my selfish side. (laughs) Wow. Just over here really hoping that that happens. Thriving. (laughs) You're so... Uh, 
good Shoot. time. If you're watching on our YouTube, we're not in Ashley's bed. No. Well, you know, we took a poll on Instagram and I was like, hey guys, would love to know if you guys are, you know, really vibing with my bedroom situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, which even though, you know, it's been there for a while, it got us through 2020, which Fully. we're very appreciative of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the, the most comfortable, <laughs> like to film. And to sit on my bed like that for a long period of time, I'm just going to say it. I'm in my 30s now. My back it's, hurts. It's like, you know what it is? You're sitting cross-legged, yeah. but you have nothing to lean on. And like the mattress, like your booty sitting it down. It sinks down. So my hips, bro. The like only thing I would you can up. do is like sit in like a C shape yeah. and it hurts after a long period of time. Literally in between each of our stories, I'd be like, I literally am like yeah. in And pain. then every time I'm I have to like get up to like adjust the camera or, you know, yeah. adjust sound or whatever, I have to like crawl out from under my lap desk, yeah. put my legs on the floor, which like by that Smeagol. time they're usually asleep because I've been like Smeagol. What'd you say? Like Smeagol. <laughs> I definitely do not look like Smeagol. Actually, I think I kind of do look like Smeagol crawling down from my bed. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, shoot. Someone make a meme. Someone oh, make Ash. a meme of Smeagol with my face on his No, face. put Smeagol on Ashley's bed while like we're recording. Over Ashley recording. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're giving this a, a little go and would love to know your guys' thoughts on it. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check out our YouTube channel and yes. let us know if you prefer the couch or the bedroom. Um, I'm just... I'm letting you know, I'm really feeling this sitting upright for couch our situation. backs and hips. Just for our sanity. Vote, vote for us. Don't vote for yourself. <laughs> don't be selfish, okay? Don't do this. Don't, don't do, do this. this for you. This is for us. I'm, I'm trying to play with my grandkids someday. <laughs> Not walk like a Disney witch. Sorry, honey. Can't pick life. you up. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt my back podcasting. It's a rough job. <laughs> Good times. Okay. Anyways. Um, Ash, yes, you have a tearing it. I do have a tearing it up. It's really good. I'm very excited for it. Are you looking at my computer? (gasps) Wow, I caught her. I felt like I got caught her. Caught. Did you ever get caught cheating on a test? Oh yeah. (laughs) The way she said, "Uh yeah." (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. I don't think people believe me because of my general nice and naive appearing personality it's because you you are very put together yeah I think outwardly and inwardly people look at me I have a I have a very strong perfectionist side to me and I think people look at that and think "Mm, straight A's I would have thought good GPA scholarship to school yeah I I was the worst student I cheated (laughs) on so many things I bear I don't I don't know how I graduated but we're here (laughs) we're here C's get degrees just kidding. One now. Okay. Anyways, back to tearing it up. For those of you guys that don't know, tearing it up is our funny segment where you guys specifically send in funny stories and we just, we just get a good laugh at you yes, guys. We do. This one is titled tearing it up raccoon eyes on a first date. Uh Oh, what does that mean? She I'm cried. Sure you're asking. Let me tell you. Um, Here we go. Hey, Taryn and Ash. First off, I just want to say how much I love you. You girls have gotten me through plenty of bad days, and I feel like I'm hanging out with my best friends when I'm listening to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I feel like every time me and and Taryn just, like, kind of cry when we hear this stuff. But it's, like, so... It's so genuine. It is. That's why it makes because, me cry. And like when you're doing something you love and people genuinely love it too, mm-hmm. 
it's a feeling like Something happens. Yeah. Like we're proud of it. You it's know what I mean? Beautiful. Yes. Anyways, on with the story. She says now for my really embarrassing story, I had been dating someone for about seven months and he ended things over text the night before Oof. Valentine's day. Oh, douchebag alert. Wow. I don't wow. like him. Hate him. Wow. Hate him. She writes, I was crushed and embarrassed, but wasted no time getting back out there because there's no point in crying over a guy like that, right? Mm. At a girl. At a girl. I got right on Bumble and quickly matched with a really nice guy. We talked for about five days before going on our first date. The night of the date, I put all the extra work into getting ready and looking my absolute best. I even used the pretty basic palette for the first time. We love the pretty basic palette. Um, I was feeling pretty damn confident about the whole thing. (laughs) About three minutes before I had to leave my house, I decided I better put some eye drops in because they've been really dry lately. Me. I think I put in eye drops every single day. My allergies allergies are horrible and I can't with when my eyes start bothering. I can't do eye drops though. Taryn's a uh, six-year-old who can't put an eye drop still. <laughs> Literally, Rachel Green. I have a video that, and we can like post it, but I have a video of my roommates literally holding me down, putting eye drops in, and I was like freaking out. And this was like three years ago. <laughs> Two. Um, uh, whoever's going to marry me is so lucky though. The amount of work <laughs> that they're going to have to do is unreal. Um, continuing on with the story, I go get the eye drops out of my purse and quickly realized I had done something very wrong. My eyes were all of a sudden burning and I couldn't see well. Turns out I accidentally used my dog's eye drops. Shut up. Yes. I don't know if you've had to put eye drops in dogs before. They come in very similar looking bottles. <laughs> like they'd look just like regular eye drops, except the prescription probably says, you know, for Chloe <laughs> or Rosie. See, now all I'm going to think about is what about dog's eyes are different than our eyes? Well, it could be like, I'm assuming it was a prescription yeah. for a certain thing. Like oh an eye gosh. infection. Where she was or, just trying to chill her yeah, eyes. Yeah. She was just wanting oh some kind gosh. of like eye lubricant. This was a yeah. prescription. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, I quickly texted my date and told him I was going to be a few minutes late. Then I rinsed the hell out of my contacts and fixed my makeup and I was good to go. Dot, dot, dot. Or so I thought. Apparently all of the rinsing and eye drops must have made my mascara undryable because when I got home four hours later, later, I had full on raccoon <gasps> eyes. And she didn't know? I don't mean like subtle. Oh, that's cute. She's adorably imperfect. <laughs> I'm talking like the entire inch of skin under my eyes was completely black. (gasps) What? He didn't say anything? (laughs) He said nothing about it and sat across me for four hours looking at that mess. Oh, (laughs) that's so. As soon as I got home and looked in the mirror, I wanted to die. She puts in all caps. I texted him and apologized and said, how dare you not say something? Yeah. <laughs> not was, starting off strong. Yeah. He was too much of a gentleman, apparently. I'm not sure why, but he wants to go out again. The pressure is on now. Wish me luck. XO, Brittany. But is the pressure on? 
I mean, because I feel like after that, like anything you do, like you've already done something embarrassing. Yeah. So now it's like, I feel like pressure pressure's off. Cause off. it's like, I would feel way more comfortable. I would sit him down though and be like, listen, I understand first dates are a little awkward and you don't want to like make someone feel uncomfortable. But from now on, <laughs> if you ever see anything on my face, that's out of sorts. Well, like you better tell me even like, like a, like a speck in your tooth is one thing, but yeah. to be like, Hey, are you okay? But like I you have will- black dripping from your eyes. I will say like from his perspective, they met on a dating app. This is their first time meeting in person. Like I bet like she walked out with dark eyes, like not as dark as they were by the end, but I bet like they were kind of uh, dark. Like he was almost like, is this and he was vibe? like, is like, this how yeah. you do your makeup? You know? So, oh, poor uh, guy. That's hilarious. First dates are hilarious. And I, <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> If I, if I, if that happened to me, I'd be mortified. You would, you would have a hard time recovering. I would have that, a hard time sure. recovering. Taryn would have to help me write my, did you know? And why didn't you tell me text? Yeah. <laughs> I would literally like, just, so more embarrassed. I would literally just send a selfie and be like, seriously, are you kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> did you see this? Seriously. Anyways, thank you, Brittany, for sharing. Um, I, I know I have some crazy first date stories and I'm sure everyone else can relate to that too. There's been one time I forget where I was. I think I went with, I remember I went with my youth group from church to, uh, six flags and they had like a water ride and I, there was a boy that I liked mm-hmm. and I like, I remember like doing my makeup and feeling super cute, but I was at that age where I like didn't carry a compact with me. I didn't have a yeah. mirror. I didn't bring like, you know, if you wear makeup, you typically have to bring that makeup with you to like yeah, touch yeah, yeah. up throughout the day. I was, I was way too young for that. Um, by the end of the whole day I had raccoon eyes and I remember being like, why, why, why yeah. did I even put on the makeup in the first yeah. place? <laughs> Good times. <sighs> makeup. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good times. Well, let's go ahead and jump into stories. I'll start. Yeah, sure. Give you a sec. Yeah. Um, I think this one is very relevant to everyone. Ooh. And I'm actually really excited to talk about it. It's about the subject matter of anxiety. Ooh. A specific kind, but I feel like just in general, it's always good to talk about anxiety. A thousand percent, And it's yes. something that like, I feel confident talking about it because- I've dealt with it, but I've also studied it. And I also am like weirdly into like finding like cool things to do mm-hmm. to help and stuff. Yeah. And I know you do too. Yes. So um, I'm super excited for this. Not excited that you're going through this. No, but, but also relatable. I feel like a lot of people are dealing with yes, different forms fully. of anxiety, especially nowadays. Fully. Thank you. 2020. Yeah. 2020 and COVID. Can suck it. Okay. Um, this is titled <laughs> Health Anxiety Sucks. Uh, hey, ladies, my name is Megan. And if you choose this, feel free to say my name. Well, Megan. Cool, I did. Um, I decided to take the plunge and drop an email for advice. Yeah, you did. Firstly, I have started listening to your podcast on my way to work on a Monday on Monday morning to set me up for the day. And yes. I've been loving it. I love that. Honestly, I feel like that's the biggest compliment we get is that we make your Mondays good because Mondays are the worst. Mondays so like (laughs) honored. Okay. Um, I feel like I need some advice on how to deal with my health, anxiety, and stress. Mm -hmm. I'm in counseling for this, but I haven't started yet due to a very long waiting list. This was started in January. That's wait, January. That's two months. Wow. That sucks. I wonder where she's from. Um, I have only suffered with health anxiety for the past year since my boyfriend's dad passed away on March 2nd last year at a decently young age. He was only 49. Wow. And then my own dad was hospitalized with COVID the end of March and nearly died. Since then, I have been stressing over the smallest things possible about my own health and have spoken to a ridiculous amount of doctors about things that were not cause for concern at all due to my actual anxiety. I have gotten a lot better using my own techniques. However, I feel like I need some more ideas. I currently help myself by listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, currently watching New Girl on Netflix. Solid. girl. Solid. Journaling and using my positive planner. I also suffer with OCD and have had counseling for this, but when my health anxiety starts, then it sets me off doing the same thing. So many times I start to sweat. Mm. I hope you have some advice on what you might do if you were me. However, I understand if not, it felt good either way, writing this out and opening up to other people other than my own family. If you do read this, thank you so much for reading. Love you both. Stay safe and well. Love Megan. Wow. Yeah, I think this is such an appropriate topic. And I just want to say, first of all, I mean, with everyone that writes in, um, like it's so brave, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be vulnerable in the stuff that a lot of you are writing in 
which again, wasn't even like the original intent of our podcast, but what it's turned into are all areas that are very like raw and vulnerable. So even just writing it in is like super brave. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing this. Um, And anxiety is a big thing. It's a huge thing. It's freaking huge. And I, I think, feel like it's a movement. <laughs> you know you know what it is? Is I feel like people are finally taking it serious. Yes. Because even like, do you remember being younger and people would talk about like anxiety attacks and I would always be like, okay, like it's mm-hmm. fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, have you struggled with anxiety? I, I think everyone can get anxious. And I think that I... I, I know what anxious feels like. I, and I've, I think I've barely dipped my toe into what anxiety feels like. Um, but I have a sister, a mother and a really close friend of mine who are, are deeply affected by yeah. their anxious emotions. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, having a hard time when I was younger, trying to understand what was bothering my mom yeah. and why I couldn't do certain things and yeah. why, um, she would uh, have really deep fears about the most random things. And yeah. in my head, I had a hard time. I didn't understand it. I didn't well, process it's hard it. To I didn't empathize. see any yeah. logic mm-hmm. behind it. So it would it was hard for me to understand her feelings. And I struggled with it where me and yeah. her would butt heads a lot. Um, and it wasn't until much later. And I, I met other people that were dealing with it. My sister started dealing with it that I realized how... Um, I had no idea how crippling it can actually be. And, um, and that's coming from someone who, who hasn't really dealt, really dealt with it. Cause yeah. I've known way too many people who have actually dealt with it. Yeah. Um, I get anxious before things that I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. I think I do get anxiety. One of my favorite things to do on the planet is, um, drumming and, if I ever play in front of people, I do get anxious right before. Mm -hmm. And I do have anxiety on big projects where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy Mm -hmm. or I feel like I am not well prepared. I used to get real test anxiety. Um, and the only thing I can, I can say is like, I feel like everyone dealing with it has different techniques for dealing with it. And this is very much like finding, like finding the right therapist for you. Everyone's different and you have to find something that works for you that helps you kind of like center and ground mm-hmm. yourself and calm down. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the thing about understanding anxiety is you can't mm-hmm. like, unless you're that person, unless you're going through it, it doesn't matter And that's what's hard is I think a lot of people are like, well, what's wrong? Like, that's your first question. That's number one, usually what I ask. Like, I'm like, well, what happened? Do you remember when I, I had like really bad anxiety after one of my trips to Africa? It was years ago, but you kept saying, you were like, well, like, but what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. And like that for me, I'm so emotionally in tune with like what I'm feeling. And that was my first time experiencing like, anxiety that's outside of just being anxious, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I had had a few anxiety attacks and that's the hardest part is like, sometimes you don't know, or you'll be like, well, I started thinking about this, which is so tiny and it triggered something. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tell people like, well, my dishwasher wasn't working when it's like, it's not that it's like so much more, you know? Well, it's also the unknowing part of it is I think what's scary yes. for most of the people Fully. in my life that struggle with it. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, 
necessarily even the feeling. It's not knowing where the feeling's coming from. It's not being able to pinpoint yeah. what is what is like starting oh, this. Oh, for sure. That is scary. Yeah. And again, I'm just going off of what I've been told. Um, but I couldn't imagine having this insurmountable amount of fear and not knowing why. Yeah. And I think uh, my first anxiety attack, I was driving, totally chill, listening to music. Mm-hmm. And just like that, I was like, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I had to take all my clothes off because I was suffocating. And I was just crying uncontrollably. And I had no idea like where it came from. And I think that's what's so hard is like, I'm sure like Megan who wrote in her anxiety looks totally different. Like Mm -hmm. that's what's so hard. You can't pinpoint, but I just want to say like, I feel, I feel like it's hard. And in this specific case, because you have real things that have happened in your life that Mm -hmm. it makes sense why those things make you nervous. So it's kind of trying to find that balance of acknowledging. I don't think fear is a bad thing and it's not something that we should try to like fully run away from. I mean, we talk about all the time, like every emotion is healthy, like every emotion is valid. So I think sometimes when we're okay with being like, yeah, like this scares the crap out of me Mm -hmm. and like, that's okay. Like I should be scared of stuff. Like we're built with fear to protect us from certain things, but it's when it becomes like so restricting of your life that you can't live that we need to seek help, which you have. And I think that's awesome. Um, I think one of the coolest things about anxiety is it's kind of like, it's like a thought that enters and like a whirlpool starts and you Mm -hmm. get stuck in it. Mm -hmm. So the things that I always try to, that I've read a lot about and I try to do is you have to like physically get your brain onto something else. And the best and easiest way to do that is one of your senses. So obviously like breathing is a huge thing. Um, you know, deep breaths, learning different breathing techniques. Me and Ash went to a breathing. Wow. What was that? Like a, I think it was called like a breathing circle one time, but we, we're taught a specific way to breathe. And we both, it was like, it, we were messes after. Cause it taps into something when you're I like. I was a wreck. Oh, and yeah. I am the queen of what emotion. Yeah. I'm not crying. You can't I see me nothing. cry. People yeah. don't see me cry mm-hmm. for a reason. I won't let them. Yeah. Um, I was a wreck and bawling and cr- like it was, it was, it was weird. Yeah. I was uncomfortable. I was dealing with a lot of emotions that I didn't know I had. Yeah. Um, and it was all because of a breathing pattern that I was doing for a long period of time. Yeah. Oh no, for so sure. Bizarre. For sure. But one of the most incredible experiences I've ever yeah. had. Um, there's another technique called grounding, which is like basically like you close your eyes and you try to focus on your surroundings, because what you're usually having anxiety about is something that's like outside of your control. So like, for instance, if I were to be doing it right now, I would start with like, you know, my, like, do I smell anything? What do I think that smell is? Like, what am I hearing? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I think that's this. I feel the couch that I'm sitting on. Like I move my toes. I move my hands, like kind of bringing you back into the present moment you're in instead of what you're circling over. Um, another thing is like, I've heard stuff that like you can do like mints, like strong mints or strong Mm -hmm. gum, something to like really trigger your taste sense to like hopefully stop your brain on whatever loop it's in. 
There are so many like cool things even that you can get on Amazon and I'll try to like link a couple of them too. Um, I'm actually like, I'm trying to do a video about this, like all the things you can get from Amazon oh, nice. and I'm pumped about it, but there's, you know, like sensory rings, there's, um, weighted things you can put their scents you can use, but basically trying to physically find something that can help you get your mind off of what you're stuck on. Yeah. You know, no, that makes which so sounds much sense. so simple. And I think that's why people don't do it. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I think every, yeah, I think people diminish it as being like not a real thing. Yeah. Like if someone tells you like, just take deep breaths, you're like, well, freak you. Sure. Like I can't <laughs> breathe. Like that's the problem. You yeah. know? No, no, no. Yeah. My mom, um, she, when she was younger, she had a really bad car accident happen that totaled her car. And for, I think she said, um, for like two years, she wasn't able to drive, which yeah. sounds incredible. Like how, how is that possible? But she said every time she got the, behind the wheel, she would freeze mm -hmm. and she would have a panic attack and anxiety would like take over and she couldn't drive. Yeah. Um, when I asked her like how she ended up fixing it, she was like, it never really fully went away. She just started like not fearing it as much and yeah. almost accepting it and yeah. being like, this isn't something that I can just turn off. Yeah. And you have to learn how to and this is putting it very lightly, but roll with it and just kind yeah. of be like, okay, we've been here before. We've done this before. We've come out on the other end. Mm -hmm. We're here again. We're going to do exactly what we did last time yeah. and just kind of calm ourselves down and eventually it'll pass, you yeah. know? And it's, I think, and this goes with like a lot of things in life. I think the second you, you, you learn how to take away that fear mm -hmm. of being afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it becomes less scary. Totally. Um, again, I don't think anyone would fully understand what I'm saying unless they've yeah. dealt with anxiety before. But, um, I remember my mom explaining that to me after I got in a car accident once and I was like, you're right. Cool. Yeah. You're right. Mm -hmm. Like I can, I, I understand that. I think too, like specifically find something for you. Like we, um, Ashley's sister, my roommate, our, our friend, <laughs> Alicia, I asked her because she's struggled with the health aspect of having anxiety. Um, so like, she'll always come in my room and be like, am I dying? And like, she'll explain like what's going on and I'll like walk through her different things, but she'll have a red spot found, on her arm and be like, yes. what is this? I'm going to die. But for her, what I love is she's gotten so smart on like, what are things that are helpful and harmful? One of the things that she stopped doing was Googling. So she'll Thank text God. me and ask me to Google because what I'm going to see is going to be different than what she's seeing because she's in that heightened state. Mm -hmm. Another thing, when we were preparing for this episode, I was like, Hey, what's your number one tip? And she's found, which I thought was so interesting. If she's like, Oh my God, my throat's closing. I can't breathe, which is one of her common ones. She's mm -hmm. always like, I feel like my throat is closing. She starts singing. Which I was like, I would have never thought of that. But to her, she's like, oh, like it helps me if I'm singing, I'm getting in and out air and it distracts me. And I know it's that also, like, I'm okay. It's also like very long drawn out amounts of air yeah. versus shallow breathing. Yeah. So I, and that's like so specific to her. So I think you've just got to like, I think if we start to look at stuff as a problem to solve, mm -hmm. then it, it becomes easier because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know that's stupid that like when I pinch this cer certain spot on my hand, it helps me feel better. And there's probably no scientific reason, but if that's but what if helps works, me, then that's my new routine, works. you know? Yeah. So anyways, but I hope this has helped. I hope that, you know, I know that so many people listening are yes. like, 
I know. Thank I you. just I've been took away a few things. Yeah, yeah. I no, forgot totally. about the singing thing. Yeah. Um, this is super helpful for, I think, most people for that are everyone. living in life right yeah. now because we're still in a world pandemic. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. I, lo- I love... I love stuff that I'm like, I know, I mean, every story I know is going to like reach so many people, Yeah. but I feel like this is such a key. Like, I love knowing so many people are like, it's such a relevant topic right now. And even if those tips don't work for you, um, or you've tried them before and they they didn't help before, just hearing that someone else is dealing with these same stresses and anxieties as you are, um, is just so relieving yeah and it's just like you take a deep breath and you're like thank god i'm not alone yeah. and, I, and i know like we all know that yeah. other people are stressing about this stuff too it's but to being able it, to though. like hear someone mm-hmm. who's actually dealing with it and like explaining it is just so yes refreshing i yeah. feel that too i'm glad i'm not alone and we all need to rem- oh, remind ourselves that can i say one more thing uh no it's my turn <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> so i also heard this the other day because I think I have a lot more underlining anxiety than I know of because I am so mentally like, oh, I'm good. And like figuring out why do I feel like this, whatever. Mm -hmm. But someone asked me the other day because of my Lego obsession, they were like, do you struggle with anxiety? And I was like, uh, not really. And they were telling me that they've found that people who struggle with anxiety find a lot of comfort in stuff that the outcome is presented beforehand. So rewatching binge watching shows mm-hmm. is one thing that a lot of people with anxiety will keep You're doing mentally prepared. because you there's know no how it, yeah, there's no shock. It's something you feel comforted in doing like a Lego set where it's like, you know what it's going to look like at the end doing a puzzle, things like that. So that's another just like tangible suggestion. Interesting. But yeah. And I'm always trying to like push people to like Lego. So. <laughs> Ask Lego. Okay. Sponsor me. <laughs> it's still, it's still, it's going to happen someday. It's still going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's the on world her manifestation will know. list. The world will know. <laughs> the world, you guys will know first. I'll cry for like an hour and then I'll just run around. <laughs> Be like, hi, my name's Taryn and Legos is a sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com MBO. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you. 
Anyways, Anyways moving like, on stop from talking. Taryn's story onto my story. This one um, is going to be anonymous. She writes, or actually, here's the title. I'm going to title tease oh. you. This one is, how do I say goodbye to all I've ever known? Ooh, that's deep. Hey, ladies. Hey. You two are absolutely incredible. Hands down, my favorite podcast. Stop it. I look forward to Monday mornings because of you girls. It truly feels like I'm hanging out with you. I also can't emphasize enough how much I love how you speak out about mental health and how much feelings are valid. Ash, why are we Do always- we high five right now? Yeah. Hell yeah, we do. Did we just become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, she writes, you have helped me in so many ways and I don't think I'll ever be able to thank you enough for that. Anonymous. You know, you, you know, just did. cry. You just did. <laughs> um, here we go. She says, if you could keep me anonymous, that would be great. I am an Enneagram six and I'm 24 years old. For those of you oh. that don't know, Enneagram is Taryn, mine and Taryn's? Taryn and mine? Taryn and I's. Taryn and I's favorite <laughs> tool to use um, in our friendship, in our families, and getting to know you guys better. Um, the number six is the loyalist and they actually... It's kind of convenient. Um, struggle with fear being their yes. biggest um, thing that holds them back. Um, they are the type to think about the worst outcome in every possible situation so that they're prepared. They too would love Legos and they too would probably binge watch things yep. because yep. it makes them feel safe. Um, but they are like fiercely loyal and will die for you. Anyway, she writes, I'm currently in a two-year relationship with my boyfriend. He is the best person for me. He's an Enneagram 9, which, hello, that's my number oh, hi. two. We're pretty cool. And his strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Love that for you guys. We're ready to take it to the next step and move into an apartment together. We have been talking about this for a while now. We've been looking and looking and finally found the right one. We just got approved today and are set to move in the first week of May. Hello. Congratulations. That's a big deal. The problem is dot, dot, dot. I am so emotional about it. I've lived in the same house my whole life. I commuted to college, so I never lived far from home for even a small amount of time. I also am an only child, which I feel like adds a whole other layer of emotions. Mm -hmm. I am super close with my parents, and I feel so lucky to have such great relationships with them. The pros definitely outweigh the cons, and I do want to move out with my boyfriend. I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. My boyfriend feels guilty for me being so emotional about the situation, but I always assure him that it is what I want to do. Putting it off longer isn't going to make me any less emotional. I guess it's the whole thought of a new chapter in life that is so new. This is the biggest change I've ever gone through, and the Enneagram 6 in me can't help but be so overwhelmed by this. The apartment complex is literally 20 minutes from my house, so I know my parents are right around the corner, but it's almost like, how did I get this old? <laughs> when did I become an actual adult? I know this is something everyone goes through, but I didn't think I'd be this emotional about it. How do I deal with these emotions? How do I say goodbye to everything I've ever known without being a huge ball of tears? Also, Taryn, since you love dad jokes, here is a, here is, oh, here is my dad's own joke that he would always use when I was younger. Oh, I makes an original? An, an OG, an original. Oh God. She writes, whenever I'd stub my toe, he'd say, 
Should I call a tow truck? <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> that's brilliant. It's so good. It's so simple. It's so, that's the key. I love how simple that's it is. That's the key. Like I get, I get that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. She puts, <laughs> thank you ladies as always. Oh, thanks Love the dad joke. Loved the hype. Hyping us up in the beginning. I mean, of course. That one's, that one's straight to my head. Actually. Great. Yeah. Um, interesting. I also moved out when I was 24. So I feel like, you know, we're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my, uh, I, oh, I feel like there's, there's so many things I want to talk about, but one, you're six. It's scary moving out period yeah for anyone yeah but I think specifically for sixes especially if you've never moved out before the first time you move out is going to be extra scary because you have built your entire life lived your entire life feeling safe in this one bubble yeah and and even moving 20 minutes away probably sounds horrifying yeah um but I'm I mean I'm pumped for you I feel like this is a natural step that everyone has to take in their life and 20 minutes away sounds ideal for someone like you who is feeling a little bit more emotional about it. I moved out when I was 24 and I moved like a good like hour away. Mm -hmm. And, um, I moved out with my sister. So obviously that does make things a little bit easier, but I remember being emotional about it. I did. I didn't, I wasn't too emotional, but I was sad like to say goodbye to my dogs. I was sad to say goodbye to my room. Um, and my parents weren't the type to like keep my room around for me. (laughs) It was changed in a heartbeat. (laughs) Um, so I remember like going back home and, and, and realizing my room wasn't there and kind of feeling like weirdly emotional about it. For sure. And I, I get emotional about things, but not stuff like that. Yeah. Like I was very much ready to move out and I was very much looking forward to it. But I remember being caught off guard by how emotional I was when I moved out. Yeah. Were were you emotional when you moved out? Have you met me? I'm I, the most sentimental, I didn't know you. sappy person. All so, right. But you moved out. Well, you had school. No, you didn't know me the first time okay. I moved out. So, but if this gives just a hint, the fir- when we moved out of my childhood home, I was like in eighth grade. So like old enough to where, come on, Taryn, you know, we left. I, cr- I laid on <laughs> the driveway. Oh my God. And kiss the ground. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) because I was so, I find I get connected to things so much. And sometimes that transfers even to like non alive things. But I will say when I moved out to go to college, I had a really hard time because I was leaving my mom and my dad and my siblings And I remember like crying really hard and having that weird pull of like, this is good. And I'm going to get to experience like independence and freedom. And, Mm -hmm. but I was so sad and same, I was only like 15 minutes away. Um, and then I ended up moving back in because of a bad breakup. And I lived literally next door (laughs) to my ex. Like we lived in dorm rooms, like next to each other. And then when I moved out again, it was, it was less sad, but I still felt that. So I think that's totally normal. And I think you should fully let yourself mourn, even if you feel stupid, because that's the only way to like really take something in so that you can move on and like have something else. That's great too. You know? Yeah. 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 And I think, I think it's normal to feel sad. Um, I do think there is something important to letting yourself like be independent though. So, um, 
like something I struggled with when I, I moved in, I lived in Orange County for three years. And I would say that that moving from Orange County to LA was way harder for me than leaving my parents' house. That's true. When I left my parents, I was like, bye. You were definitely <laughs> like ready to move out versus like you had found like a community in Orange County. Like it was like, yeah. When I left moves. home, I was 24 and was like, there's nothing here that I want for me. I know what I, I want. I want to try things. I want to try new mm-hmm. things. I want to be different. I want to like, you know, like chase your dream kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, couldn't do that where I was from. So I was yeah. like, bye, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Um, leaving Orange County was harder because I had to, one, I had to like make a brand new group of friends there. Um, and I had to say goodbye to that and start again in LA. So I think there was Gosh. like a, a loss. It was because of me. Calm down. That was, <laughs> The main reason. It wasn't just you. It was me. You left me behind <laughs> and then I stop followed it? And then you. She said, wait, <laughs> I'm moving in with you. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I, think that, I think that that was really extra sad for me. But one thing that made it 10 times worse, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I did wrong when I left Orange County. I went back every weekend. Mm-hmm. And every weekend I would have to drive back from Orange County to LA. And it was like I was moving all over again. Cause you'd get sad driving back. Yeah. I would literally, I would, I would like go, I'd see you, I'd see other friends. I'd go to my church and I'd hang out at with groups of friends that I made, um, over those three years. And then I'd leave and come back home to where I knew no one. Yeah. And that was, it literally felt like I was kind of like having to start all over Mm -hmm. again each and every time. I definitely don't recommend doing that. So even though, and this is going to be a little different for you because Again, I moved another hour away. Yeah. 20 minutes isn't that far. So it's fine to go visit your parents, but I would let yourself like be with your boyfriend and your apartment for an extended period of time. And, and it's not until you do that, that that starts feeling like home. Oh, I a thousand percent agree. You know, if you keep going back to your parents' home, then you'll feel like you have two homes and maybe this new one isn't really home, but you have to let yourself be there and make it feel home, you know? Yeah. And like find new, cause I still go to my parents' house pretty often because I love seeing them. And right now my brother and sister-in-law and nephew live there. So mm-hmm. like, obviously I'm like every chance I get to go over, but I think it's like, once you find like new normals, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, new routine. Hey, let's have a game night. So I'll come over, we'll have dinner, we'll have games. And then I go home versus me just like going every day that I can't, you know what I yeah. mean? It's finding new routines, having your family come over to your place when I it's ready. I was just going to say like, that. I'm so sorry. I stole it. No. Um, but yeah, like finding like your independence and investing in that. But at the same time, because it is your family, like it's totally fine. If like you still are going over a few times a week, as long as you are finding, like Ash said, like, especially first when you move, like finding your independence, finding joy and making your home your new home yeah and then from there you'll find what works you know oh my god one of my favorite things to do when I move I say when I move like I move constantly I've moved twice traveler I've moved twice um and I think one of the best things and most fun things to do when you first move is like go to the grocery store freaking Mm. go walk to the nearest coffee shop grab some flowers to like bring life to your room like play music and and figure out the vibe of the place because each face each place <laughs> is so different and yeah. it's not until like even be there without your boyfriend 
Yeah. You know, like I loved, I loved when Alicia would, would like leave for work and I'd have the place to myself. I would blare music. I'd Mm -hmm. open all the windows. There was constantly some like funny TV show playing and I would just kind of sit in it and make it feel like home. I'd bake. Yeah. I was baking up a storm because it felt homey and I was trying to make this place feel like home. Yeah. So there's so many things you can do. I completely agree. Like maybe include your parents and let them know like, Hey, this is kind of hard for me. I don't know what's going on, but it feels hard. Would you guys mind coming over every Tuesday for taco nights or something like that to make it feel like this is now part of where I belong fully? Yeah. But again, like the first story, like being sad about moving out is not weird. Like normal. I, I cried so many times and would tell everyone is excessive. Okay. Well, you know what? Do not judge me. That was where I was at. And I don't regret it. I still drive by that house sometimes. And I'm just like, you know, I cried when I got rid of my first car. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's like, I didn't kiss it, but I laid on mine. I hugged it for a minute. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I think be sad. Tell people you're sad. Nobody's going to think that weird. What? Think that's weird. And if they do, who cares? Like it's you, it's your emotions be sad, but you're going to find a new normal and it's still yeah. there. Like yeah. you can still experience it. And I'm just going to you know? go ahead and say, I think the joy that's going to come from you living on your own and building this, this new life apart from your parents is going to far surpass the um, sadness you feel right now. Yeah, you like, just got to let yourself, ex- let yourself dwell on it for a little bit and yeah. then cut off those emotions and say, okay, this is good for me. And I got to take a step forward. I think too, like, I like, it's like, it's almost like you don't even have to cut them off. Like they just kind of fade. And, yeah. and then what's cool. I don't know why I was like holding I my she's pinky. She's like out. holding the microphone and looking at me and pointing at me with her pinky. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. Anyways. Um, I would say, and I think you would agree. I had more fun, like going back to my house after and me and my parents, our relationship got so much just like more fun. And like, I don't know. Like we became friends, you I'm know, gonna tell you why the same thing happened to me because I wasn't being told to do the dishes no. <laughs> because this is a natural and normal thing. I was having a, I was butting heads with my parents when I lived with them. It was time for me to move out yeah. because I was becoming an adult and butthead. No, I can't be, you know, I can't live under their roof and mm-hmm. try to find my independence yeah. at the same time. It's really difficult to do. The best thing and most normal thing that happens is for you to move out and start mm-hmm. life on your own. And I think the second that happens, yes, your parents will always be your parents, but there's a friendship that blossoms. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm going to say blossoms because it literally just kind of like faded in. And all of a sudden I wanted to call my mom and chat. Yeah. Since when? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. But all of a sudden I had a deep desire to no, call my sure. mom and chat. For and sure. I, to this day, I call her regularly and I'm just like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Yeah. I just want to talk. That would have never happened if I lived with her. How's your Tuesday? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is meant to be. This is a good thing. I'm so stoked for you and your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Same. I'm even stoked for like your parents to see you like take off and um, go be an independent adult. This is a very exciting time to be alive. For sure. I'm pumped for you. You got this. Have a ceremony to say bye to your house and like, you know what I mean? Kiss the ground. pictures. Kiss the walls. (laughs) Do what you gotta do. (laughs) Who cares, man? (laughs) This life is weird. You just gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do it. Yep. Where's Um, my dad joke book? Guys, I just want to say that um, my back was starting to hurt, so I leaned back. Why? Because I can. You know what's funny is I feel like even this, like we were more like sitting straight, but I feel like as episodes go, we're going to be like lounging. I feel like, I know, I was kind of wondering that obviously this is our first, you know, 
situation with the couch. I feel like eventually, if you're watching YouTube, you'll get this. I won't be facing the camera and I'll just be like this yeah. and the, talking to you with my laptop, just like. The other day I did in the bed, I like leaned against the pillow that's always sitting like five inches from me. And I was like, sweet relief. Like, <laughs> and why? I was like, why have I never done this? I know, I don't have a pillow on my side on the bed. I would kill for a pillow on I'm my side sorry. of the bed. I'm very hunchy too. It's always like my head. Anyways, no, it's always Taryn's because I watch. It's always Taryn's laptop and her bangs. <laughs> I'm done. My mushroom sometimes, head. Sometimes the glasses show, but ninety percent of the time, it's like you'll in the, in the YouTube video, you'll see like the rim of her computer and then her bangs, and you that's it. <laughs> it's fine. Also. My lap desk is so much taller than yours. So I just set up for failure from the start. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> also, guys, Taryn's growing oh. her bangs out. Oh, if you have any tips or advice now, on I, how to style hair, you know your what bangs it is when they're long and you're growing them out. I've had bangs 5,000 times. She really has. And there's always the Every one couple of years. point. It's right when they get just barely too long. And they're resting on your lashes. And they're so they're so short still though, like if you move them to the side. But today I caught my reflection and I was like, do I have a mullet? Like <laughs> I looked straight, like it was not, it was not it. So I'm struggling a little with my confidence, but it's fine. Cause this, that's why get me a couple weeks and I'm going to be like, hello. So maybe someone has tips. They can DM us and let us, or email us. And but let that's us know. the thing. Like I should know, I should be the one giving people tips about bangs and I'm just not thriving today. Also, I didn't style them to go to the side. They were straight and I got tired of them in my face and pushed them. So got they're it. not styled. At We've all. been talking about our bangs. Why are we talking tonight? about this? I just want to do my dad jokes and <laughs> move on. Okay. Ready? Everyone liked your bangs. Thanks. Oh, wait, what? Everyone liked your bangs. I was just letting you know. Oh, thanks. You know? I mean, who knows? I might decide to cut them again. We'll see. <laughs> Ashley always gets mad at me. I'm a very like spur of the moment person where you're not like you put a lot of thought into like Absolutely. your steps. So I'll be like, I think I'm going to get bangs. And she'll be like, okay. And then like a week later, I'm like, I got bangs. And then a week later, I'm like, I think I'm going to grow out my bangs. And she gets all like, oh my God. But that's how I work. I literally, you, I'm so opposite. opposite. If yeah. I'm, I've had bangs a couple times and they, I had them for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like that. a period of time. I feel that. Okay. Anywho, dad joke time. Okay. This one got me. What type of magazines do cows enjoy reading? <laughs> Moo. <laughs> There's her one word guess. Moo. moo. The moo. Catalogs. <laughs> It's so good. Can I say one more? Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't know why trees make me so nervous. I guess because they're so shady. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Guys, one day Taryn is going to find her perfect soulmate. And he's literally, I'm telling you, it's not going to be flowers that he gets her. It's going to be dad jokes. Where he's just constantly coming with these perfectly. The world will hate on our love. (laughs) But we will know. It's real. (laughs) I hate myself. Okay. Let's let's wrap this this baby up. Let's wrap this up. I feel like it's getting weird now. (laughs) It's been forever too. Guys, if you're still here, you're the best. And we love you guys so much. Ooh, let's do a hidden Easter egg. Ooh, a hidden Easter egg. What What should I comment on um, the first post on Monday on Instagram? 
It, first of all, if you don't follow us on Instagram, get on it. Follow get us on, on Instagram. It. It's been time. Oh, they let's do an Easter egg. Post. We just said Easter egg. But okay. Okay, just kidding. No. We'll do something else. A sponge. A sponge. Comment a sponge. Because we're cleaning up the episode with this. <laughs> little nugget. Yeah. Anyways, let's Anyways, We're done. Guys, right. thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll talk to you guys in the next episode, which will be coming soon. Like Revate. <laughs> like Revate. <laughs> Like, review. <laughs> like, review. I'm not even going to finish. That's it. Like, review, rate, right. subscribe, share yep. to all yep. your fam- friends and family. <laughs> hey, everybody. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.